the Lord. this Lent season dealing with the series Follow Me can you help me announce that to your neighbor tell your neighbor follow me me. this is a command that came from Christ in calling his disciples he told them to simply follow me looking at this great gospel of Matthew the fourth chapter Looking again, the 19th verse, reading from the New Living Translation, I want to lift this one more time in your hearing. Said Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. We are familiar with the King James Version. It says, I will make you fishers of men. What I want to highlight here is that Jesus says, I will make you (laughs) fishers of men. But can I highlight that this making and this changing comes after the following? Many of us want a change in our lives, but the change will not come till we first learn how to trust and obey. Jesus did not say, I will change you if you do not follow me. But if you follow me, a transformation will happen. We are familiar with that great uh, Paul writing in 1 Corinthians says that he, uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Again, the transformation happens once we come in Christ. Jesus is seen here in this text walking along the shore. He is in a moving action. Y'all see that there? He is moving and in a direction, and he calls for the disciples that he sees there. He says, come and follow me. While he is doing one thing, they are doing another. While he is walking, it says they are casting their nets into the water. Can I help somebody out here? It's like I come to your house and you are cutting your grass. You just filled your gas tank up. You got the mower running and I come by and I'm flagging you down. You have a choice. You're going to stop what you're doing. Or you're going to continue on and point to me and say, I'm working. I'll get to you later. But we find them here working. Jesus is walking. He flags them down, tell them, come follow me. And they stop what they're doing. Can I help us out this morning by saying some of us need to stop what we're doing? That we are so caught up following somebody else. We don't know who we should be following. In this text, when he says to come follow me, another way to describe it is to come after me. We teach it to the little children all the time back in kindergarten, from preschool to kindergarten, to line up. The teacher will get in front and says, line up in front of me. And basically, the teacher said, no, because I'm about to lead you to where we're going to go next. But first, I want to see you come line up, and then you're going to walk after me. I saw one time a daycare place that the teacher was walking, but she had a, a string, a rope. 
and all the children walking behind her, holding on to the rope to make sure that everybody was in line. Can I help somebody out that, that Jesus, in the same way, is telling us to come behind him, and he has a rope. Tell your neighbor, I, I got a rope. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is attached to Jesus, attached to us, to make sure we don't lose nobody along the way. Jesus says, if you abide in me, I will abide in you, which is saying that if you remain in me, I will remain in you. But all I have to do is just get behind him, and he's going to take care of the rest. And following him, the call of the command is going to demand a response. But let's look at the call. The call is to follow him. And following him means to come after him. To come after him is to follow him and not try to be before him. When I played soccer, we did running for endurance, and we called it a, 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 a run that you would sprint. We would jog along each other, and the leader would be the leader. So the person at the end had a sprint to come in front of the leader to go. But the only reason why we're able to do this in this long journey, we had a path, we had a trail, so we knew where to run. But yet, these people do not know where to go, and so Jesus tells them, I can't send you out first. I got to show you the way. Y'all catch that? It did not say that I'm sending you out to go somewhere. No, I first want you to come and follow me. Line up behind me. So when we line up behind Jesus, he's going to show us the path we ought to go. When you line up behind somebody, it means that you're trusting them to give you the direction you ought to go. We know in the process of this that if you are driving, they tell you to do what? Keep your eyes on the road. Why do you keep your eyes on the road? Because you take your eyes off. You might miss something coming your way. You might cause an accident. You might swerve. Things might happen. But when we just realize that all I got to do is keep my eyes on Jesus. Hello, somebody. Everything's going to be all right. Am I talking to somebody here? That when I'm standing behind him, look what's happening here. Everything comes through him first. Let me touch a few more people. Y'all missing it up. He is the first line of defense. And if I go and and remember correctly, uh, he has never been defeated. And since he's never been defeated, while I'm walking behind him, I have nothing to fear. The psalmist said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Because it reminds me here that I have nothing to fear because as long as I'm with him, or, or the psalmist says, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. It's letting us know that if I'm just following him, he's going to take care of everything. And so when I get behind him, I say I have protection. Not only do I have protection, I have provision. Because not only is he going to protect everything that comes with, he's going to provide me with everything I need to go where I need to go. Look, look, look what happened here in this text. When he gave them the command, did he tell them to grab anything? If you listen to your radio and they have that announcement of how you need to have your prepared plan for in case of emergency, right? 
say, I need to have water, I need to have all these things, you know, ready. So in case an emergency comes, they have all this stuff. Or, or, they, or they tell you uh, 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 things that you need to have ready to grab when you run out of your house and adventures of things, you know, things you need to have in your car in a case of an emergency. Jesus has simply told them, come. He says, all I need is you. I'll take care of the rest. Let me help somebody out. That we are so reliant on what the world has to offer us, we forget about who gave us the world. The psalmist says, I look up to the hills which cometh my help, and all my help cometh from the Lord who created. You know, he made everything. So why, why do I have to be worried or concerned about your, my job, my, my resources, when I realize that the supply of all my needs is telling me just follow him? And so I can trust him and follow him. So therefore, what the proverb says, I will lead not to my own understanding, but in all my ways I will acknowledge him, and he will direct my path. Because why? He is leading me. The New Living put it, say he'll make a crooked path straight. In other words, he'll make it easy for me to walk, so I won't hurt anybody walk on a bumpy street before, a bumpy path, a rocky hill that is hard on the feet. It's hard on the muscles. Muscles get tired and get so, but when you're on a clear path, it's easy. Jesus is letting you know, I can make it easy. <laughs> Why are you making it so hard when I can make it easy? Help me preach you now. Tell your neighbor, Jesus can make it easier for you. So when we're following him, we're seeing how he's given the direction we need to go. He's our pro provider. He's our protection. And then look at this also, too. He says, I will show you. I will make you fishes of men. He says, as you're following me, you're going to pick up my characteristics. <laughs> Hang around somebody long enough, you, you start understanding their language. Am I right about it? If they have broken English, you have broken English. Because you're trying to communicate to them. So they have broken needs. You speak their language. You go around somebody. I, 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 I catch myself. Though you may not have this same problem. But I get around somebody that has an accent. All of a sudden, I have an accent. And I got to catch myself because I get caught up trying to relate to them. That's why I start sounding like them. And, then I, and, and sometimes you might be insulting them. So you make a fun of me. So I, I have to be careful, but yet it was to my benefit that when I was studying Spanish, my teacher told me I was good because I picked up the accent. Y'all missed it. I was good because I was able to relate because I picked up the accent. I was able to properly pronounce it and announce it the words that I sounded authentic. Let me have somebody that's missing what I'm trying to tell you here, that when you get close enough to Jesus, people might realize that you're good at what you're doing and might mistake you for being his disciple. And you can correct them and say, you're not wrong. <laughs> that is my Lord and my Savior. Because when you get close enough, people start seeing more mercy in you. They see more grace in you. They see more joy in you because you are near him. But when you're far away from him, it's kind of hard to see what you're supposed to do. Anybody, anybody ever, you know, have, you know watch the commercials and you have the small print? Now, now my eyes have got bad. Now I got to get close enough to the TV to see what it says. That's what I, I like to read the small print now. So I got to get close enough to see what it says. 
Or you might be looking at the map. Anybody be looking at the map? You had to get some more light on the map and try to get a magnifying glass or cover up and see what's the street name. What I'm trying to point out that many times in our lives, we realize in order for me to get clear direction, in order for me to fully understand, I have to get closer. I got to shed some light on the subject. Let me have somebody out. Jesus is the light, and I want to get close to the light so I can see where I need to go. I, I miss somebody, people that catch on what I'm trying to tell you, that the closer I get to him, the closer he gets to me. And the closer I am to him, the further I'm a, I am from the enemy. Let me have somebody else say, you know, I, I got a few people, but I just want to make sure y'all grab what I'm saying here is that the enemy has you. He's not worried about what you're doing. But when you're closer to Jesus, you're going to have more resistance in your life. And some of you who, who, who don't know any suffering need to find out why you're not suffering. Because if Jesus, who knew no sin, suffered ridicule from his family, his own kindred, his hometown, even his closest friends left him, and you're going to walk around and act like there's no problems in your life? But when we realize whom I'm suffering for, we start rejoicing. Can I go back to last week? Because though I may be crushed, I may be perplexed, I may be cracked, but I realize I got something on the inside that's greater than what's attacked me on the outside. Because we are precious earthen jars of clay that have the power of the Spirit that's able to withstand anything. I mean anything. The enemy comes with us. Why is that? Because we are following Jesus. And so the response is this. I heard the command to follow. My response is to drop everything that I'm doing. Look at the two instances here. We have Peter and Andrew casting while Jesus is walking. Jesus did not stop what he was doing. He is saying, I'm going on a direction. If y'all want to come, y'all need to stop what you're doing. And what? Follow me. And then he says, after they stopped what they were doing to follow him, it says, as he was still walking. <laughs> he saw the brothers of Zebedee's and said, hey, follow me. They left their daddy and went to follow Jesus. One aspect we look here, that one left their livelihood. They left their, 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 their known way of living, known fishermen. They knew this. They were successful in this. And Jesus says, come, follow me. Some of us in our lives need to realize that the way we have been living before we know him, we need to stop living that way. You may be familiar with this way. You may know this way, but it's not productive. It's not fruitful in your life. Jesus, it says, come, follow me. And so when we stop all that we are doing, we realize that we can follow him and trust him that he's going to show us how he can transform us. And then to the next aspect, he gets to the Zebedee brothers, and they leave their father. Another aspect, too, that nobody should have precedence before Jesus. 
in this process, in this life, we have the Bible answer when we come into the church. Who do you love most? Oh, I love Jesus. He gets out. Oh, you love? oh I love my baby. Oh, I love my children. You know, we say all these other things, but we get back in the church. We know, we, we, we know oh, oh, I'm in church, so the proper order is God first. The proper order everywhere, every day, is God first. When we put God first, it's amazing that when your wife becomes second or your children become second, they feel like they first. How is it that they feel like they're first? Because the closer I get to my Lord and my Savior, the more I pick up his characteristics. And so when I'm dealing with those who sometimes may get on my last nerves, I'm able to show more patience. I'm able to show more love. I'm able to show more gentleness. Why? Because that's what my Jesus does with me. Because I get so close to him, I certain up get on his last nerves. But then I started thinking about how he's been showing me grace and showing me mercy. Because great is thy faithfulness. I, I start realizing that if he can put up with me, I can put up with you. And so in this process of responding to him, I draw closer to him. I receive his characteristics. And I understand that I too need to be committed as Peter and Andrew, James and John. That I have to be committed to say, Lord I was doing this, but now I want to follow you. I didn't touch on of the make you fishes of men. What this highlights is, is that Jesus says, I will transform you. He says, I will change your purpose. Your purpose now was to be a fisherman, but I'm going to change your purpose to be catchers of men. Your purpose now was you were doing work that was going to supply your needs and make sure that you had a good living. Now I'm going to change your work that you're going to supply other needs and improve their lives. I figured that y'all be a little bit quiet on that one. Because we live in a world now that tells you that you ought to get yours. We live in a world now that if you're not number one, you, have done, you haven't done enough. We live in a world now that if you're not in the top ten, you need to try again. We live in a world that if you're not first, you're last. We live in a world that you have to be in order to be successful in life in somebody's top 100, be in somebody's top ten, have your name on a plaque, have a title, have a leadership. But Jesus is pointing out, if you want to be somebody, all you got to do is just follow me. And when we follow him, catch what's starting to happen here. We're going to start changing our perspectives. Because no longer do we have to worry about where we're going to go. We just follow him. <laughs> we don't got to worry about what we're going to say. We just say what he has us to say. Because when you listen to, just think about it. We list, li look into our vocabulary, how it's changed because of what's popular. Beforehand, nobody would use the word believe. Now you hear it on the news. Yeah, some of y'all, some of y'all, 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 watch MSNBC. They'll talk about bling. Look at all that bling they got on. When I was in college, only the kids were saying bling. Now everybody knows what bling bling is. Beforehand, you 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 wouldn't go around talking about how all this urban vernacular has interjected into us because of the hip hop culture. Think about it again. Rap music. Oh, that would never last. Every other commercial got a hip-hop rap song in it. These things have influenced us. Now you have the rap rappers being the product advertisers. Oh, rappers are gangsters, they're no good. Now they can pay million dollars to promote every product under the sun. 
Why is that? Because society has, has learned to say, you know what? It's not going anywhere, so we're going to accept it. It's making so much money. Another thing, too, going back with this hip-hop, and, and I'm going to get to my conclusion, see what I'm going here, that the artist DMX, when he came out, he had a song out there, Get At Me, dog. I knew that song because Omega Sci-Fi, we would step to that song all the oh, oh, we be dogs, we getting out, right? And, and, and so I love that song because we would step, we was doing all these things. And I saw a documentary about this song because I realized that as I matured in Christ, I could listen to that song so much. <laughs> Some of y'all lost it, but that's all right. I, I just get to tell him myself because I realize like, where I am. And, and I said that uh, he's cursing a lot in this song I never paid attention to. And then the edited version is so short because they leave some stuff out because they just say we can't bleep it out and make sense out of it. And DMX says, I didn't want to edit my song for those suburban kids, and I didn't care if they bought my music. Because this is what woke me up, that everybody thought hip-hop was a black thing, but majority of the people that buy hip-hop... And so it, 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 it woke me up. And so they realized that if it's making money, we can use it too. And look how the enemy does it. The enemy can take anything and use it to persuade us to make everything acceptable and permissible. That we turn a deaf ear because we say, oh, I like the beat. And we miss pass of these words, but these words get in our heads, and we're following Jesus, but we, we start bumping to the beat, and we get off path, and we start doing stuff we should not be doing, and then we wake up and realize that I took my eyes off the prize. So that's why we have to leave everything behind. I tell you, never leave everything behind. He left, they left their net in the water. They didn't pull it to see how much fish we got. They could say, hey, let us cash in and take this with us. No, they left it behind. They were with their daddy. They, they didn't say, daddy, we'll be back later. No, it says they got up and followed behind. I'm going to go to my seat, but I want to grab this, that what is stopping you from following him? If Jesus has told you to tell your, your neighbor, your neighbor could be your desk mate, your, your, your uh, fellow student, it could be your neighbor across the street from you, and Jesus has told you, you need to tell them about the riches of Christ and redemption and repentance, and you say, no, Lord. What is stopping you? Are you scared of ridicule? Are you scared of being, being made of the fool? Are you scared of being ashamed of what the thing is, is that you should not be scared of any of those things and realize if Christ can be ridiculed and be made front of, how much more can I be a fool for him? And so following him demands us to respond to the call and forsake everything else so that we can follow him. And once we follow him, we'll be able to pick up his characteristics. And I, I just want you to grab this, that I'm speaking from my experience. But you have to taste and see for yourself the goodness of the Lord. I, I love apples. And I could be eating an apple. And you could be looking at me and asking if this apple is good. And I could say, yes, it is good. But you don't know how good it is. <laughs> Unless you come and take a bite yourself. But the sad aspect, I'm going to tell you that this is my apple. You need to get your own. <laughs> but can I tell you on today that our Jesus is, is just as good as this apple, but even better, that he wants to be your own? Yeah. 
that he wants to be your only Lord and Savior, that he wants to reign in your life and bless you just as he's blessing the person next to you. I heard one person say, if God's blessing my neighbor, I ought to celebrate because he's in the neighborhood. And so Zion, the guests and visitors, we want you to grab here that if you want to follow him, you first need to forsake everything else and get behind him and let him lead you the way. And along the way, he will transform you. He will change your way of thought. He'll change your way of living. He'll change your way of speaking. Because the closer you get to him, the more you're going to be like him. I'm going to close. Let's close one more thing. You just think, you know, couples talk about you complete other people's sentences and stuff like that because you're around one another. Because you've been close to him to each other. So the closer you come to Christ, he, you'll be able to complete the sentences. You'll be looking at stuff. You say, oh, Lord told me not to go there. You have to say, amen. Because <laughs> you're completing what the Holy Spirit has already told you what to do. Let's turn to him. Father, we come right now, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you have never left us nor forsaken us. That you are faithful unto us, Almighty God. And Father, Lord, we realize, God, that we are trying to follow you the best we can. So, Lord, as we think about it, we repent right now for times we allow things to hinder us and stop us from following it that led us off the path. But, Lord, we want to forsake all others and follow after you. We want to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you and trusting that you will direct our paths. Lord, I lift up there might be someone here, oh God, who does not know you as their Lord and their Savior. Father, I pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are their Lord, that you rose from the grave, defeating death and trusting in you, Lord, that you will direct them in the path that they are to go. Father, Lord, we just ask you to minister to our hearts, draw us closer to thee, and we'll be forever able to give you the glory and give you the praise as we fully trust in you. In Jesus' name, Lord, all God's children that agree said, amen, amen. amen. May we rise, we extend the hand of disciples.